Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. First off, uh, welcome to Breaking Barriers. We're well, super stoked to have you, man. Uh, I know you, you had a little journey down here with some traffic. A little bit. From, I mean, from the city. An, an, an estimated, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always think, I'm like, you know, I'm a really good driver. I'll be weaving, but not today. You came pulling up in the Tesla. A little bit. How do you like the Tesla? <laughs> I like it a lot. A lot. That's yours out front, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, it's nice. Yep. So it's Johnny right in front. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's his. That's yep, yep. Yeah. I love it. I never go back. No. Um, but we got my man Abdul, and we got Broker Loop in the building. For sure. So um, I, I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of good stuff I want to talk about. Real estate is a major vertical. My Obviously, in my agency world, a lot of people who listen know that. But, you know, a lot of people that listen in are also agents, brokers, so on and so forth. Um, so for people out there, like, what the hell is Broker Loop? Let's start there first. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, so Broker Loop is uh, basically it's a professional network and uh, marketing platform mm -hmm. designed uh, specifically for real estate professionals. Mm. Right now, um, we're focused on connecting uh, real estate agents, um, but soon it'll be, you know, anyone in the real estate vertical. Mm. So I, it could be like a contractor, you're saying? It could be a contractor. It could be a mortgage broker, right. you know, um, investors. Mm. Um, so we're, we're going to be working on a lot of that part. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. Dude, you're never, this thing is never going to be done being built. No, no. I love no, it. No, it's because not. you're a coder, so yeah, it'll it, never it, be it's done. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I, I felt, I was just saying, I think it was two days ago, I was like, man, I feel so good. I made a major milestone. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh. you know, the next one. You get, to the, you get up here, he goes, oh, man, we're not at the top of the mountain yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. So I, I kind of like the pictures like um, like LinkedIn um, meets HubSpot, but verticalized. Like it. Yeah. So. Specifically real estate focused. Yep. So all home design, interior, decor, that, whatever. That would be great too, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. So we get a lot of inbound from that, but it's just not the time yet. Right. So right now, um, real estate agents, what I've been working with since the start. So yep. we started there and, you know, building out. So that's what I was going to ask you. So how, so how did you even come up with Broker Loop? How is this, how is this even a thing? Well, how far are we want to go back? <laughs> right, we'll go, origin. Yeah, we'll go back. We'll, we'll go back. So um, give me like a nice high level origin. Yeah, I'll give you a nice origin. We'll, we'll, so um, I, I I started. Um, remember photography and developing film. Yep. Roles that you know. Mm -hmm. So I worked at a uh, photo lab on Forty First and Lex. Okay. And I was. Uh, what year are we talking here? Probably 2001. Okay, so 01. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 2001. Wow. Right. I said photo labs. Those, they don't even exist no more. No. So, yeah, so I, I used to develop, uh, you know, film mm -hmm. and mix chemicals and stuff like that. So, in this building, there's tons of, you know, who knows who's above us, right? So, there was, we used to develop a lot of film for real estate companies because mm. this is before digital. Homes. Yeah, we would see a lot of things and People would come in, they would chit chat, and, and this is before this is before agents and brokers were brands, right? Well before that, <laughs> well, there was no logos for teams. Like no. there was no such thing as that. You just worked at fucking you know KW or Remax, right? Exa right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I, I was going to school. I was going to school at night, um, and I was learning how to build computers. So mm -hmm. the, the course it was like uh, computer networking, right? And <laughs> What I was doing is I was downstairs mixing chemicals mm -hmm. and my manager said, hey, you know, XYZ comes in and he says he wants to interview. I'm like, 
What are you talking about? Every he's minute. Like, yeah, right. Like, for what? I, I, I have a good job, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, how old was I? Like, 20 years old. Right. So I guess it was a good job. Right. <laughs> right? Right. So, at the time. <laughs> and you're doing what you like. Photography, I guess, to an extent. It was, it was okay. It, it was okay. You know, it mm-hmm. was, um, the chemicals mess with you after a while. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, people don't know. So, there's, there's a component called bleach. Yep. And it's super strong. Mm. So you, and you actually have to be really precise of how you measure it. Mm. And if you actually make a measurement wrong, and when you pump it into the, to the machines, it's happened before. I, I never, that's never happened to me, but I've seen it. Um, you have to drain it, and that's, it's disgusting. Oof. Yeah, because you mix it with a thing called color, mm. and it makes this, like, this black concoction. It's disgusting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was mixing chemicals that day, <laughs> and I'm, like, in, like, in, like, this smock and, like, chemical mixing wear. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, oh, um, this guy wants to interview from, from this company. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, yeah, no, I told him he was in school and he needs some, like, IT guy. I'm like, oh, I wasn't down there that long. How, you know, he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, go upstairs now. He said, we want to see you now. I'm like, now? Like, I smell like chemicals. Right. You know, um, but I went upstairs and um, he must have really been in need. That's how I, I like to see it. Yep. And um, I was hired literally that on the spot. Wow. You know, um, I was just this young kid. I was still in school. I think I had a couple more semesters left. And um, <laughs> he said, all right, what, what do you know how to do? He said, he said do you know computers? What, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> you know, back then, that was like a real question. Though. Right, right. right. I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I knew, right? Right, right. So um, I got the job, and I was replacing a guy there when I got to. Okay. So he just, I guess he, the guy didn't work out. Mm. And I was replacing him. You know computers? <laughs> I'm just picturing computers. that right now. And I think so. The guy was really, really nice to me. Was he? Yeah, that I replaced. He was super professional. Showed me a lot, mm. and, uh, which was cool. But I only had like two weeks mm. with him. And, but he left me his number. And anything. Uh, just to remember his name? Yeah. Yeah. Like his first, what's his first name? His Ken. Ken, oh. Ken. Okay. Ken, Ken was great. Uh, and Ken, Ken was really good. Um, he might still work in the industry, mm. you know, because what happens is what I, what I was this IT or developing? This is I developing wasn't even a thing back then. Right, this, that's what I'm saying. This is IT, right? Just basically running the networks. Right. And um, these guys, they they would bring their friends in. They would just go to firm to firm to firm. Mm. So he was, he just got another job in another firm. Yeah, and this is so so for everybody listening in that's a little bit younger or whatever. So 2001, that's still like right after the tech bubble, like Windows 95. Like, that's what I'm saying, right? Like 95 2001 is not a long time past that. So this is very early, very early you know, six, seven years into this whole big ass like thing. So anyway, sorry. So, yeah. so if we got there, this guy's asking, you know, computers, cause I'm sure this guy's like, I'm going to blow up this. <laughs> it, I didn't know. I, I just didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it was a good job. Um, right. I, I was a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got my first apartment. So I was like, oh, cool. I have a decent job. And I think I was getting paid like like $35,000. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he saved a lot of money. Right, saved, right. Going younger. Of course, right, right. of course. You know, so I learned a lot on the job. And I was there for about two years. Right. And um, I, was, I was pretty liked by agents and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. treating respect. They gave me respect. Um, and, you know, I had a little spat with the boss. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened. Um, so agents would come to me and they'll say, oh, want to do the like 360 virtual tours. And I would try to find companies for them, and I couldn't find companies for them to like book virtual tours back then. Right. 
And so I, I was like, all right, how do you do this? You know, so I figured out how to do it. I got all the equipment. You know, I brought this myself, not on a you know company stuff. And I would go after work, and I would shoot. The first the first one I did took like, I think it was like almost three hours. Wow. I didn't know what I was doing. And we're talking in a New York apartment. A New York apartment. Yeah, I think it was like on Mercer Street or something like that. We're talking like two bedrooms, three bedrooms, one bedroom. Something three hours. You're trying to assemble everything, yeah, right? Yeah. It like, might have been like a. It might have been like a. Let's say two bedroom. Okay. You know, something okay. like that. I still remember the right. guy. He was so nice to me. Right. And um, he was like, "We're here for a bit," you know. And but I got it done. It actually came out pretty decent for the first one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is great. Let's keep." I was doing like every for him all, every listing he got. Right. Then. All the agents in his in the office. Like, he's oh, like, you got to call Abdul. I'm I'm sitting there. Did we just say after work? Oh, you're in that office. I'm in the office. Oh, okay. So this is a real estate office that you yeah. got hired. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you? yeah. Got I'm, it. I'm in the office. So it's like, you have any plans later? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, come me this listing. You know, and I was going to some really nice listings and stuff wow. like that. And I would go ahead and, and just shoot, just shoot, then learn how to do still photography and stuff like that. Right. So, um, what 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 I learned was I was like. All right, how am I getting paid for this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, oh no, go speak to—I don't want to say the boss's name, but go speak to the boss. Right. And um, I was like, all right, no problem. He said, no. He said, you work for me. I'm not paying you to I'm do that. I'm not paying you, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not on. I'm not on the clock. Right. You know. And right. he, you know, I was a younger guy, so he, I thought he, he thought he could take advantage. And, mm. and, but there was, there was another situation too that like, I did like a huge install. We got new computers and I worked all weekend. Um, then we had like, a, I don't know, like almost a hundred, you know, workstations. I had to unbox them, bring them upstairs. I had to wow. find a place for all the old computers. I had to get those donated. I had to coordinate all that. And I didn't get paid for that. Wow. You know, and it was crazy. Wow. And I was like, and I learned a, a really, really valuable lesson right there. Which was what? How, how, would you, how would you express that to somebody? Um, know your worth. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I realized my worth right there. Right. Because I was like, all right. I just set up all these computers, did all this stuff it for free. It wouldn't have got done without me, right? right. And I was promised some money. Mm. And I got some money, but I eventually, but fighting for it. Mm. That's, that's hard. Right? right. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I said, this is, not, I, I was kind of being a little disruptive because... <laughs> I'm, I'm a disruptive kind of guy. Understand? Listen, in that in that moment, though, I would be too shit. Yeah, and so what happened was, you know, I said, "Look, I I, I kind of I didn't like quit right there. I kind of like, I don't know, probably like a week or so passed. Right. And um, I think he was like, All right, I got to kind of get rid of this guy too. Mm. So he brought me in his office. And I was like, I'm telling him like, I'm, I'm out of here. And he's telling me the same thing. <laughs> he said he said he gave me like this. Some analysis. I think I needed some kind of a doctor, and you became, you know, but you're a surgeon. Some crazy analogy. I'm like some BS. Sort of like trying to make me feel better. Right. Give me a little right. bit of severance. Right. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and do this virtual tour thing, you know. So I said I had a low overhead. I was really young, and I said this is what I'm gonna do. And I said if I had to work nights, you know, bartending or something like that, do what you gotta do. This what I was gonna do. That was mm-hmm. that was literally the plan. I remember. Packing my things from the office and, you know, my computer. The quintessential box. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. I'm out of here. See you bitches later. <laughs> right. I'm out. Right. But I made contacts with everybody in the office. Right. And um, that's, that's what I did. Mm. And the funny thing was, he became my first client. Ah. 
Yep. Is that crazy how it works? Yep. I was literally invoicing him and he was wow. paying his invoices. Wow. And so now, okay, so was he paying for the team at that point later on then? or Everyone in the, in the office. I was doing photography for everyone in the office. And okay, so he was paying for them though. Yep. Because they it. had ad budget, right? Got it. So I, I really didn't understand how that worked, you right. know, but, right. um, you know, I was learning how to, how to um, literally um, real estate works. Now, was this just a small real estate company or is this like a part um, of a, but, was there a franchise? No, there's their boutique firm, but the oh, okay. funny thing is. Are they still uh, around? No. But agents who, who work there uh, work at like a lot of high powered, um, like Eddie Shapiro. Yep. So I met Eddie before he started Netseekers. Yep. And like we, but I think when I started, he was like right out the door, like the same. Really? Way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was like one of those passing going. But a lot of people who worked there started their own companies. Mm. And I kept relationships with them like through the years and things like that. That's awesome. And some of them still clients today. That's amazing. Yeah. See, what's cool about that though is like the power of, of actually doing the right thing by people you know, meeting sure. the right people like that, you know, and then just staying in good graces. I mean, at the end of the day, in a lot of circumstances, I'm sure a lot of people listening in would be like, damn, this motherfucker didn't pay you? Like, but have been throwing arms, freaking out, right? <laughs> Tables flipping, <laughs> unplugging every single computer I it, plugged in. It crossed in. my mind, it crossed my <laughs> mind, for sure, for sure. You know, it really crossed my mind. Yeah, but, but, but clearly your character shows, man. That's awesome that you, you know, you kept composed and whatever else. I was a completely different person back then. <laughs> so so I, I, don't, I don't know what kept me, you yeah, know, yeah, a completely yeah. different person. Right. Yeah. So, so, right, so obviously you went through all that. What, what I love about uh, Broker Loop, though, and I love about your business, though, is that, like, you were actually on the, uh, the other side. Like, you were involved in this, this industry yeah. and learned it inside and out. I remember you telling me a little bit, you know, when we met that first night, sure. you know, that, you know, you were in different areas of this industry. And boom, now, now, you're, now you're innovating in it. Right. You know, all for different components to help support these agents and brokers and yeah. all that good stuff. So it's cool that it started from somebody who... You know, again, you were just fucking in a photo lab and then boom, would you, would you accredit like that whole, if, like if that didn't happen, do you think you'd be doing this right now? Like if they never, no. nobody came down there and was like, Hey, you know, the guy wants to see you upstairs. Do you think you'd be doing this? No, because it wasn't on the radar. Like right. my, my job, my, my goal after graduating school was to become like a network admin mm. and they had like job placement and stuff like that. I, I think I was getting something lined up. I, it, I don't know. It was kind of yeah. kind of fuzzy. You were working on it. Yeah, I was working on it. Yeah. But um, I did have like some some like uh, side hustles while I was working at the the real estate company. So I would I would get like odd jobs and we'd be like bill out like a hundred bucks an hour right. to run the cables. This is before Wi-Fi. Right. So we had like drill holes. So it was direct network connections. Direct networking, installing right, right, like right. Windows ninety five, NT network. It, it was or ninety eight. Bill Gates was living life. He was. He, I was not <laughs> living life. I was mean. not living life. Wow. But that was hard work for, yeah. for me. But it, it was fun because, you know, I was really hands-on. I was really fascinated by it. What year did you start Broker Loop? So Broker Loop, fast forward, is 2011. Okay. So, so a lot. So I started a firm called Digitech. Mm. So Digitech was photography, floor plans, 360 virtual tours. Mm. And what happened was, which would led me, so I did that for, for a number of years. And I, I met a lot of agents, like a lot. Right. And I was like, how are people finding out about me? You know, I just had like a shitty website and that is it. And Listen, was, agents are like, it's like a barbershop or like a freaking beauty shop. They all talk. Yeah. It, they and, all talk. Yeah. And it was great. And so I was on a photo shoot with an agent and he asked me, he said, I want you to take these photos and, and put on a flyer and email it out. Mm. And I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, so I was already starting like dabbling like um, like Photoshop and Illustrator. Right. So I did that. And I was like, all right, you know, you need to give me the, you know, the email database and I'll take care of it. He said, no, 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 no. 
I don't have an email database. I need you to reach every agent in the city. Did you forget it? So what went off my head was when I worked, so we had the, um, this database and um, in the listing department, they basically had like every firm, they used to uh, fax listings to each other. Mm -hmm. And I would basically, you know, oversee it and then give it to the listing department. So I got familiar with all the firms. Right. And I created my own database from that. And then I shot that email out. And, every, and I think we did it twice, and I would get a call back every time. Mm. And um, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So we kept on doing it. Then another person said, could you do this for me? Could you do this for me? And then we had like a, a pseudo email marketing company. Mm. You know, really ghetto. <laughs> but it's really email blast city. Because it, 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 was, it was literally Photoshop. And we draw like these image maps over it. Then I built like this little janky web like email server. Right. And um, it would just it would just send out, send out, and it, it was so all your assets were stored on that web, on that on that for sure, for sure. But it was a, it was a, it was a remote server, okay. So, so which was cool. So you know, I, I had some networking background, so I kind of knew how to you know set right. something up, pretty decent, and that's how it started. Then people would like a lot of start companies would, would come to me and say, hey. I want to do this for my company, for every agent there. Mm -hmm. And, I, and that, this was at Digitech. Now I would create these packages for these companies. And then I was like, wait, we kind of have a business. I, I had no business background, by right. the way. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I think we have something here. <laughs> and this is me. Right. <laughs> you know, and I trained right. a couple friends, you know. Cause, to try it. That's how it always starts. Yeah. That, they, they were out there shooting photography. Yep. And I was out there selling and stuff like that. I remember I would, I would shoot some. Because some clients I, I, was, I basically did myself. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to meetings. <laughs> so so that's, that's how it was. Many and hats. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was. So like fast forward to like, um, like when like 2007, um, like when iPhone came out, things like that. I started really, really getting fascinated by software. Mm. I was like, man, this is so cool. Because all the apps and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like how can I get this flyer in here? Like, I would just stare at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> literally, I'm like, how do I do, like, dude, the apps suck. They were like fart apps oh, and flashlight apps. Right. You know? I was like, how do I do that? You know? And I didn't know. So, till 20, about 2010, you know, I really started learning about, like, how startups work and software. And I was like, man, I, I'm, it's too late for me. I can't, I can't stop what I'm doing and learn how to code. Mm. You know, so I need to, I need a partner. So I found a partner mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's when broke loop was born. So I had the idea of everything set up. I said, I just need someone to, to basically take this idea, code it up. Right. And we had customers and, you know, go to market. So I knew exactly what to do. MailChimp, you know, was kind of the blueprint a little bit because they, yeah, yeah, they were on fire. They were yeah. just getting started, really. Right. Right. And I seen all that. And I was like, man, I love how they market. I love their brand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I can create this for this niche, right. you know, this might be something. The CEO, the CEO of that, quick side note, MailChimp, he has such a good saying, though, when people ask him, they're like, oh, you know, congrats on your success and blah, 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 whatever you've done. Nobody knows. First of all, like MailChimp, I didn't realize that they were even around since 2007, 2008, like yep. that. So they were newer on the set, like 2010, 20, 20 and so they didn't raise money till, till, till late. Really? They, they bootstrapped the whole way, raised money. Which I respect, though. They just, they just got brought out by Intuit, was it a year ago or two oh, years Oh, so they ago. got bought out? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And, but he, I wouldn't say the right or wrong way. I don't, it's, it's what's best for you. Right. But they built that from the ground up. Mm. So I don't remember how many employees. 
and it's an amazing story. Yeah, the only thing I was gonna say though is there's like on an interview, somebody asked him about like success and shit like that, and he just went to like how like painful it is to get there. <laughs> like he was like, I'm not gonna fabricate nothing. Like it's it fucking sucked to get here. Yeah. Like it's not fun. And then you and I had the whole conversation in New York where it's like we're fucking working our ass off right, yeah. to get it to this point. Yeah. But um, but so anyway, so I'm sorry. So you were saying? Yeah. No. No. Painful for sure. Because through this whole journey, it's been a lot of pain. Yeah. You know, a lot of pain. But you know, you get you stick with it and. You just get it done. I, for me, I always put in my head, and it, this has always been true and still true today, there is no other option. Mm. You know, so I came from nothing, right. and there's no other option. If you want to take the island, you got to burn the boat you came on. For sure. For yeah. sure. Literally. I mean, I didn't come on a boat. <laughs> there's, no, there's no boat. We, right. You know, I, over. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's one, of right. Those, it's one of those type of things. So, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, to, to, yeah, basically just to round it up, um, so twenty. So when I found my co-founder, we actually found. We basically uh, met him online, mm -hmm. and we didn't meet till about two years later in person. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I said, look, um, here's all the traction I have. Here's the vision for the company. I had a little bit of design skills at that time, mm -hmm. so I was able to like pretty much design the whole app. Um, so you could build out the whole like UX of everything. All of that. So because mm -hmm. you know, I was ready at that point. Right. You know, because I was like, oh, how do you? How do you attract, you know? Like, how do we have more fucking people? Yeah, how do we attract right. a CTO? Why does right. he want to work with me? Right, right, right. right. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what it was. And um, we were originally going to start three people, but the, the third guy just didn't pan out. Mm. You know, he just, I don't know, he's probably feeling things out himself. Right. And um, so, so that makes, so you guys, I'm sorry, you started, you said 2009, 2010? Yeah, so this, no, no, this is 2011, so... Oh, 2011, okay. 2011, like, fast forward to 2011. Right, right. Right, so I did Digitech pretty much all the way up to that. Right. right? It, like, it transitioned. Do you find yourself doing anything like that to this day? Do, like, agents, brokers, anybody come up to you, like, hey, I need X, and you're like... No. You just throw them in broker loop? No, so, so the transition from Digitech to broker loop was, was basically, like, all the photography business and mm -hmm. all the floor plans. I literally... So it was, like, a race to the bottom at that point. Right. I started seeing, like... <laughs> A lot of competitors, and I had a good friend um, also in the business too. Right. And we started doing some collaboration. I was like, "Look, I'm I'm going to transition out of this. Yeah. So I'm gonna start sending you know this your way. Right. And that's that's kind of what we did. And and I had this you know while, while Broker Loop was being built, you know I was like, "All right, this is this is going to be the key. Right. You know, software as a service. You know, because I kind of like seen the light. Fucking SaaS, man. Yeah. I was like, I seen the light. Fucking SaaS. I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do go out there and do this. And like once you know once we got that. And um, it was tough at first, though, because uh, we, we used to do these blasts for agents, and they would call up, and we would do everything for, for agents. Mm -hmm. Then we created a portal and stuff that they can do it on their own. Right. And they're like, I don't yeah, want to do this on my shit. own. Why yeah. I'm paying you. Right. Like, it's easier. Instead of waiting, like, a day or two, you get it now. Right. I'll wait. <laughs> you know, that's, that, was, that was probably the whole first year. Right. You know, was that. And right. <laughs> I, I remember, I was like, man, this is not going to work. <laughs> People don't want to do nothing. Yeah, but, but then we had to cut that whole service. I was like, look, wow, you know, there's a lot of people didn't want to work with us. The people got upset and stuff like that. Right. But then people started seeing the way. Mm. And then it kind of took off a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of took off a little bit. And so you guys, so how long have you been in business then? So, 2011 so, so, so 2011 to so it's like almost 11, 2022. So it's 11 years. 11 years. Nice. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. So obviously, typically, you know, I think the average startup, whatever it is, whether it's a huge business or a small business, fails in the first, I don't know, I think it's like three years under. Right? Yeah. 
So congrats on obviously still, still you know, making your dream, uh, you know, a reality. Keeping it alive. Like, you know, sometimes you're a little CPR, but, sure. but so what, what advice would you give somebody who is like, I want to start something in the, in the tech or IT field, and they're like, oh, you know, I don't have the connections or I don't have yeah. money, right? None of these things that you had, right? What advice would you give them based off of your experience? And he said something really important there. He said, I don't have. Right. Right. So mm. once you start getting that out your mind that I don't have, mm. look at everything you do have, mm. right? And leverage what you do have. Right. Whatever you don't will fill in the gaps mm. somehow. I don't, I don't know how. Right. But it does. Because if I focused on, like, I don't have the, like, I couldn't code. I, I didn't even know where to start, really. Like, you know, I, I, I come literally from, like, the hood. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm like, how do I get involved in that, in that circle? Right. Was, was, was difficult. But as I started learning, I started watching a lot of, you know, like, podcasts were starting me to think. This Week in Startups was just getting, you know, started. So I watched that, like, religiously. Right. You know, I, like, studied it. Right. And um, then I just said, okay, this is what these guys do. This is how they talk. This is the language they start. I literally did everything except code. Right. You know <laughs> the one thing. right. Because I'm a bad typer, really. That's, right. that's probably uh, that's probably why I can't code. <laughs> so, you know, like writing lines of code. Right. So, but um, you have to you got to be a special person and write just straight code. For sure. I, I learned that a lot being around, my, um, you know, my old co-founder. And um, yeah, I, I learned that a lot, you know, um, it's we were no talk, joke, tedious. Right, like the weekend's coming up, you know, happy Friday. Then, yes, yeah, so we got plans. And, oh, I'm just about to knock out this feature. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I understand that. Play a couple video games after? <laughs> he didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you know, when we were getting, you know, we were, we were really on the grind. And, right. um, you know, I was out there, like, pounding on doors, showing people, hey, look, this is going to, you know, this can make things better for you. Right. And, you know, a few people believed in us. And That's all it takes, those first few. Yeah, you know? and I, I leveraged the connections I had before, right? So, which is pretty good. So, hey, look, this is what we're working on now. People are like, oh, you know, yeah, and that's that's kind of how how it happened. A little so, bit. so what advice? So, a few questions, right? So, yeah. we always get like some submissions in from people who listen in, and they ask questions for the next podcast guests. We had a couple. So, one of them was, what advice would you give yourself today? Like, I'm sorry, what, what advice, knowing what you know today, would you give yourself when you were just starting? If you can go back, looking at it in retrospect. Yeah, um, I was just winging it before. I didn't. I didn't have a plan. You know, I'm. I'm more methodical now. I'm mm -hmm. way more task oriented. Right. So you know, I live and die by my task list. Mm. So like literally. So that's how I get things done. Like little Abdul, fucking get a task list. Get a, get a task <laughs> list. You know. Um, I've always been able to network. Networking is key. Mm. You know. So you get, can't be afraid to talk to somebody. You know. And I could be introverted. You know, at times, you know, I can, you know, do both, but, you know, you can't be like that when it comes to business. Right. And, you know, when you speak to someone, um, don't waste their time. Right. So I always keep that in mind. Like when I, when I get a meeting, you know, mm -hmm. whether they're a CMO or CEO, um, I want to make sure that their time is not wasted. Right. And don't approach them until you're ready. Mm. Right. So I, I hope I, I don't think I've wasted anybody's time, right? So I'm always like, look, when you're sending out this meeting, you're, you're going to take some way of value, whether you spend money now or not. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So thank you for that. Yeah. I think that's great advice. So how do you handle, so this is the second question, how do you handle, like, now that you've been knocking on doors being a salesperson, right, which I totally fuck with, um, how do you handle when somebody's soliciting you? Oh, 
I listen. You do. I listen. I, actually, I'm very receptive to everything. Right. Yeah, I'm very receptive to everything. So, so like, have you ever been in a position like do you, I don't know like where your office setup is or whatever, but you ever got the door knock or the you know the the what you were doing before and how do you handle that? Yeah, like a lot of cold emails now inbound and stuff course, like that. Right. So, you know, and those, those are the tactics I do. And I recognize all the tactics that they do. I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> you know, because I know, you know, what they're right. doing. So um, if it's value, I'll engage. If it's not, you know, I, it's a lot of inbound. So sometimes yeah. you, know, you just can't engage. But if it's value, mm-hmm. you know, if it's valuable to me, I'm not saying what they're doing is not valuable. It, right. It's got to be value to me at that time. So I'm knocking at your door, right? Let's just yeah. your, your proverbial door. I'm knocking. I'm like... Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm looking to sell you paper and WB Mason shit. Sure. Right? How are you? How are you handling me? Right. So. And I'm not letting up either. You're like, oh no, I'm okay. I'm like, no, but you, no, you, I, know, I probably, you guys I, need to drink water, right? Like, I, I sell water if, bottles. If, you, if you're selling water bottles, that's that's pretty good. You might get a sale. <laughs> but if, you, if you're selling paper, you know, well, I'm just saying office products. Let's say office products. Mm, I don't use too many office products. I try not. <laughs> I try not to print anything. Right. I don't, I don't either. I fucking hate paper. I have a, I have a printer, not, but I try not. My notepad to. is my iPad. There you so go. Like, right. I don't use nothing paper. Right. Right. So right. You, you know, you work for WB Mason. I'm like, yeah, I'm a WB Mason guy. Knocking your door. What are you like, doing? Do you like your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This must be hard. This must be hard. It's 2020. Yeah. Well, how would you handle that cadence of, of solicitation, though? Um, I may think for their time. You yeah. Know, may listen. If, but you would you actually like sit there and listen? And I'm always, and, I, and I ask and I like this I liked this question though because I remember um, I think it was like four or five years ago I had somebody come into the office and they came every week. Mm, what are they selling? That'd be amazing. Okay, W. He's, so so <laughs> literally, you may want to talk to the guy. Well, he was very persistent. It was so it was it was two girls. Okay. So two girls that came in. Knocking on the door, and at first my secretary in the front was like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're not interested. Thank you. Like, we have an office manager who gets all this stuff. Okay, no problem." And they came back again next week, and then eventually my my secretary was like, "Listen, they keep coming. It's it's disrupting my time. I keep fucking having to talk to them. They don't leave. They're there for like thirty minutes talking to us." Wow, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Okay, they have a whole pitch. I wanna I wanna buy it. You, you they they sold you. I I bought. You may, you may be, need to You want to know why, them. though? So, right, so here's what they did. I was like, I, my, my pitch was I was supposed to go out there and be like, listen, like, I appreciate you ladies grinding like this, but, like, you're disrupting us, so please, like, you know, we're, we don't need anything, right? And so they came back, and this is what I respected, though, was they came back, and they, when they were in the office for that half-hour session, every time they were there, they were kind of, like, scoping out the office, and they saw that we didn't have a water cooler, right? They saw that we had water bottles that I would buy all the time. And so... She asked me, she's like, how much are you guys paying for your water bottles? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have no fucking clue. I was like, I, I, my office manager, she's like, what if I can save you money there? I was like, if you can save me money there, I'll buy water bottles from you. So on the phone, she goes, call your office manager. So I call him out. I'm like, how much are you, pay, how much are you paying for the water bottles? She's like, it's like Poland Spring. I think it's like two ninety five. dollars So I gave you the same case for $1.95. And I was like, at the end of the day, is that a big deal? No, but it's still saving money. And also no, I'm helping this, these two girls out. Yeah. So the only reason why I, I asked that question also, I think it was a great question that that uh, listener asked was because people in the sales game like us, like I think like the only reason why adapting social is even a thing is because I'm sales is everything to me. Mm-hmm. And um, even cold emails now, like we just, we just found this one company who's a, a, a talent recruiting company. Mm-hmm. This dude's cold emailed me for probably like three years. Wow. And I always delete it and, so, and put it in spam and somehow it winds up back in my fucking inbox. And I finally like 
email this guy and I'm like, hey, I'm like, listen, thank you for your persistence. Like, I'm good. We have a, you know, recruiting team internally. Thank you. Hey, you know, let me, let me give me one shot. Mm-hmm. Most of our top talent comes from that person now. It's amazing. So anybody out there who's ducking salespeople, give them a little shout out there. Yeah, for sure. Give them sure. a little shout out there. We were there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, now we got to take a shot. All right. Okay. It's that was great, time, great, green tea great, shot time. Great segue. Great, <laughs> great segue. <laughs> you got to come get one too. Let's go. We're doing a shot here. So this is green tea. Green so we all had this actually at New York, but this wasn't in oh, New yeah, York. This, I remember, it wasn't this my was brand good. though. This was good actually. Yeah, but no, this was the first time I had a green t-shirt. Yeah, so, so, but the one that we had in New York was not my brand. It was, it was the shitty bar so, one. So this is better. This is 10 times better. All right. Here you go. Yeah, here we go. It's, it's Friday anyway. You yeah, know? it's like, Friday. We gotta, why not? Why not? It's Friday, so we're going we're gonna to have to do this. Um, but, you know, just tell the listeners it's not 8 a.m. It's not 8 a.m. <laughs> it is literally practically 5. So we are getting after it. Um, Komodi. Komodi. Love it. Hey, cheers. Cheers. To a good weekend, to crushing it in business. Love it. This is good. So that's the green tea one. We also even, have white tea, which has a little coconut in it. I don't even drink. But All right. This is good. But the good thing is, so when, <clears throat> when my founders, so I invested in this mm-hmm. and then became the CMO and stuff, but um, the alcohol percentage volume is only 20%. So if you have like a okay. real like drink drink, you're, t- you're talking about 80%. That's right. So like the point of when my partners developed this, it was like, so you can be out having a, like if you're on the boat, you're, you're throwing shots in the boat, you know, waterfalling yeah. people, having a good time, but nobody's really blacking out, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have a, if you have a fuck ton, you're, then yeah, you're going to get drunk. But like, this is like good because you have it, you feel good, you get buzzed up, plus whatever you're else you're drinking, but you're not going to fucking die. Like you're not going like blackout mode. Right. So. I, I don't like drinks like that. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, so I, I love my life. So. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, so. so, all right. So getting back into it. So, um, love that. And also, so you, so there's a lot of obviously IT involvement in tech and like, you know, developing out this software and stuff. So what has been like the biggest challenge for you? Right. So like breaking barriers is like, boom, like what is it? What, what were your barriers coming into it? And then, you know, obviously, how did you get out of them? Right. So like what has been like one of your biggest challenges? It could be early days, whatever else. Like what was like one of your biggest challenges you had to overcome in business? So when we first started, um, we were in a fortunate position that we had customers. Mm-hmm. So the biggest challenge was I felt like there was always like a ticking, you know, like, oh, we got to get this out mm-hmm. within a certain time frame, because when you have a good idea, you're not the only one with Somebody's it. Somebody's gonna take it. Yeah, I, I right. feel like there's like a hundred or thousands probably, you yep. know, probably at the same time. So I was like, oh, we gotta get this in front of, you know, X right, right away. So I, I got a little story. So I lined up some meetings um, and um, my partner comes in town, he lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so we would meet here in New York. So I lined up some meetings and part of software wasn't done, you know, like a big part, right? you know, so we're literally finishing it the night before the meeting. So I've, I've done pictures. So pressure. Yeah, I've done pictures like on um, like mock-ups and things like that, but I'm telling them, right. you know, what it is and saying, look, this is how it's going to be. But, but um, I don't remember why we couldn't do it this time. I think someone, they're, really, they're ready, ready to go to market, something mm. like that. So <laughs> we're finishing up a real big component like the editor and like this drag and drop component. And I'm sitting and watching and I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, but then it starts coming together like right. late. I'm like, this is this is something, and I got super excited, you know. And so we get into the meeting, and um, there's they're ultra pumped about it because no one at that time, no one kind of seen how how they can do that easy, 
You know, people, they spent a lot of money on email marketing, but took a lot. You throw a lot of bodies at it. Right. You know, and people like coding emails up by hand. It's I've not done, easy. Yeah, and I've done that before. That's yeah. how I understood it so well. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, and, and MailChimp led a really good bl- blueprint. So we was like, if we can do this for the enterprise, you know, we got something like really special. Were you able to like look at like the like page source of, of like uh, Mailchimp, and that's how you kind of were easily mm-hmm. being able to no. So there, so there's some called obfuscating your code. Yep. Um, so basically, it makes it a lot of it like gibberish. Okay. So, so you just can't like just copy it and just like mm. dump it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other things too to protect it, which is pretty good. Right. So no, <laughs> but that would have been that would have been nice. Sure, but if you if you understand like me now, I could put it look at any software and, and, and build it and understand it and then boom pretty much and kind of like building my head and, and the workflows and things like that yep. so but back then I didn't have that talent I had I kind of like I was getting it though mm. I was getting as like, oh this does this and this does that right but Alex had it so you know that's that's how we kind of like really really you know we worked really well together right and, and that retrospect so that's awesome yeah so now I like to also ask this question so now we're outside of the the fan question so do you have any sort of routine that you set yourself up for success in the morning or at night or some shit? Like yeah. what? Like what's what's the Abdul routine to get your day set up or your night ended? Like and set up. What, like what do you do? So uh, I'll do morning routine. So I fast every morning. Same. So so about I'm not too crazy with it. So like if I'm hungry late at night, um, say like eleven. I'll have a snack. I'm not. I'm not going crazy. You got a little cheese doodle, a little Doritos. What do you go with? Your, I'm like. I'm like a popcorn. You're a fish, popcorn guy. Aficionado. I don't know what, what kind is. of popcorn. Extra butter? No, just just salt. All right. And so dry and salt. It's not dry. Okay, so it's, uh, I, I actually you know what. You, lately, pop, you have your, like your own popper and everything. I, I literally have this like this pan, this pot this pot. Yep. And it works magic. My wife has that too. And you know, so, you, th- you throw your oil and you olive oil it. on top of it. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, okay. Exactly. So now we're talking. I yeah, hear yeah. you saying. And okay. it comes out moist. It's better than any yep. movie popcorn or yeah. anything it's like that. It's healthier too. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So if I, you know, if I'm watching a late movie or something like that, go hit the popcorn. Hit the popcorn. Hit the popcorn. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's your, I'm sorry. So that's your late night snack. Yeah, it's at uh, 11. Yep. So I work out every day. Okay. You know, so that, that gets me going. So before, before that, um, before I actually found out like fasting and working out, I actually had really poor like habits. Mm. Um, and you'll feel sluggish and things like that. And when I figured out like what worked for me, I have way more energy and sustainable energy and natural energy throughout the day. Right. So like by the time I get into the office, you know, I'm pumped. I, I, I wake up and I'm already like, you know, working in my head. Right. Or whether I'm, you know, replying to some emails and things like that. But, you know, so I get in the office, you know, I, I, I make sure I work out every day, no matter what. Mm, so morning. Morning workout guy. Morning workout. But what kind of workouts are you talking like? Um, like normal, like push up, pull up, or like you're going to I, a gym? It, like Yeah, I go to gym. I have a gym in my building. Oh, okay. So it makes it really convenient. See, that's so clutch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so really, really yeah. convenient. So I, you yeah. know, I, get, I get down to the gym, um, get on the bike to get the, you know, the body going really quick. And um, so before I actually had routines like set up, I have them on my phone on my task list. Mm-hmm. And I used to like build them at night. And that's like before I knew how to work out. Right. But now um, I know like what my body needs at, at a certain time. Yep. So that's, that's what, that's what, I, so it depends. Like I should have did legs today, but, I, <laughs> but, but I, I, I was, I was out late last night. So the legs <laughs> at my now old age, suffering. yeah, I, was, I woke up like, oh, the legs, we're not touching legs. We just did like <laughs> the upper body stuff. Could you imagine if you were driving down the shore like that? You were like, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. That, that would have sucked. Yeah. But you know what, what happens to me now? Um, if I do get sore, I get sore like the next day. 
not that day. Okay, no. so you've been chilling today then. You've been good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes I'm not, you know, and I'm pushing myself. I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm not doing like, I'm doing some crazy workouts. Right, right. You know, and I play basketball a lot too, so. That's, love basketball. Yeah, so I, I kind of like, got to right. kind of keep it going. Do you have a, uh, a basketball court in your building too? I wish. That would have been, been probably crazy. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to get me out of there. You wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> like John, um, you know, you want to come up here and shoot some hoops? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can do this on the court, you know. But yeah, no, I, I play basketball. Um, right now, I'm, I got bum knees, so I'm kind of like Taking just, just slowing it up. But, right. you know, I play in a couple leagues and stuff like that. So right. I start back up September. Right. So I'll be like three times a week. But what I like that you said, and everybody listening, and I think it's important, is that, like, you know, not enough people listen to their body, you know, and like what your body needs. When you said that, it was so pa- impactful to me just because, like, I went into this year, so I, again, for me, I started my business when I was 17. I'm going to be 31 this September, and, like, I've only followed, like, the little breadcrumbs that, like, Tony Robbins, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. like, those are the two people I was, like, hooked on. And, I, you know, Tony Robbins, he's up at fucking 4 or 5 a.m., jumping right. in a cold plunge pool, right. like, doing crazy shit. So I've always tried to do that type of shit forever. And my body, I, I never loved it. Like, I fucking hate waking up early. And... uh when COVID happened, it threw me off because like mm-hmm. I was always on the road, man. I was never, ever home. Wow. Like I saw my wife now way, uh, I see her way more now than I did when we first started dating and got engaged. Cause when we did, I never really saw her. I was always out. I was flying here, driving here, going there, doing this, doing that, you know, all over the place. Hustle, and then yeah. COVID happened. And then it was like, okay, wait a second. I could talk to people from other States on a computer, <laughs> on a laptop. And I don't have to go there and they don't want me to go there. Um, and what it shifted was because like my day got a little mixed up. Now I didn't have to be somewhere somewhere early. I didn't have to get up and drive an hour. Right. So it's like I had extra time in the morning. So it was the first time I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm stopping following everybody else's regimen. I'm going to just see what my body wants. So like I would wake up and now I still do it. Like I, I work out every morning too, but I'll do it at like eight o'clock, eight thirty, and I'll do it like a little bit later. Like I won't wake up at fucking 5am anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the same thing goes with eating. So I started fasting, like during the pandemic. Dude, I've always I've always worked out. Like when I was younger, I used to bodybuild, all this shit. And during the pandemic, I stopped for like probably like six months. Stop like, working out. Stop working out. Wow. I was eating my ass off. I gained like twenty five pounds. Lucky you. It's yeah. only twenty five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but I looked like shit. And I yeah. and I sat there one day and I was like, I need to fucking call somebody because I kept like not. I wasn't in. The, I was in the group. So I called this nutritionist from New York, and she taught me like this whole thing about fasting and understanding and any guy out there, um, girls have different bodies. So like I didn't learn, my wife got the other side. I got only the guy side, but she's like, when like our bodies were developed, male were hunter gatherers. Yeah. So in the morning you weren't eating anything. You were out there burning cardio, fasted cardio, doing shit before you could eat. Right. You know, you were hunting. Right. Like, so she's like, for you, she's like, what are you eating in the morning? I'm like, well, I'm having fucking, you know, a sandwich, eggs, bacon, egg, cheese. Yeah, 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 exactly. Going in it. And she's like, no, you have to stop. She's like, your first meal is not going to be at one o'clock. Right. So now, like, it just changed the game for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I have way more energy. It was, it was tough at first, though. It was sucked. Like, like the first week, like, oh my god, I hated it. You know what I learned too? So, um, your mind plays like these amazing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you eat late, mm-hmm. you're going to be hungry early. Totally. So, because your body wants more. Right. So, because we go into eating mode. Right. right? So that's that's really we have to understand that. Right. So our body's made to digest, and if we're just in eating mode, eating mode, we can't digest fast enough. Right. That's how we get sick. 
Yeah. So that's. And, and I never knew this until this lady, which, do you know steak takes four days to digest? For sure. I, I didn't notice later, but yeah. I'm like, what? But, but, if you, but there's, there's ways to eat these things. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah, there is. So anyway, with that being said, I just think that was so powerful because anybody out there who like is trying to figure out your own system, routine, whatever, it's like, it's like listen to your body. So for a full year, that's what I did. I, I woke up at different times to test how my energy was that oh, day. I ate different things. I tried different things. And now I know, just like you, like what my body likes, what my body doesn't like, and what I need to do to fucking, if I want to lose weight or lose a lot of weight, like I know how to do those things now. Right. And it's important just to test your body because I think so much of us, we hear like, oh, I'm going to go listen, or I'm going to go buy this guy's diet plan. But this guy might just be an aesthetic freak. Yeah. That like, you know, yeah, because yeah, he eats this, like, you know. Everyone's not the same. No. I feel like that. Everyone's not the Metabolisms same. Metabolisms are different. Yeah. You, you don't you know? have to. You don't have to diet. You can eat what you want. Right. Well, I'm not saying you know eat sh sugar. <laughs> you know, I would I would avoid that. Right. But um, you know, like a steak. You know, I wouldn't eat a steak every night. But if you're gonna do that, make sure you're in the gym the next day. Right. You know, and don't eat another steak tomorrow. <laughs> right. You know, so one of those type of things. So take just, it. Yeah, you just gotta be smarter. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, that's how I was like transitioning at first. Right. You know, and now I'm like, you know, I got meal plans and all that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I drink my wheatgrass in the morning. Like, but, but it wasn't like cold turkey. It took a, right. it took a while. So it takes time to get there. Yeah, because, you know, I got curious, you know. Oh, I'm putting all this work and I'm getting no results. Right. And I'm like, why? You know, yeah. and it was one of those things. And, you know, and then you understand your body type. And, you know, that's that's it. Yeah. That's really it. It's it's the, the only thing I could say a lot of times with the younger demographics, yeah, I would even say older too, mm -hmm. you know, everyone always wants to know how to get to something the fastest. Sure. And it, and it gets a little annoying because like the world that we live in, like, again, like you've been at this for a pretty long time, right? I've been at this for a pretty long time. And it's like, I can't give you how to get to here fast because it didn't take me to get here fast, right? I mean, sure, you can do things, you know, better now knowing certain things and having a tax list or having other things. But I feel like people don't want to enjoy the journey before you get to where you need right. to be, right? It's like when you look at that peak of that mountaintop, a lot of my most successful clients were billionaires. When I talk to them, they're, they, they immediately talk about how it's so depressing being like at the goal you wanted to dream and be at because like now you're there. Now what, right? Like money doesn't matter anymore, right? No. Like, you know, you have all these different things going on, so it doesn't matter about that shit. So it's like what really fucking matters comes down to looking back at that journey and realizing how miserable you were up on the way up, but you needed that. You get callous from that, you get experience from that. Why does everything have to be so quick? I agree with that. Um, you know? I guess when I was younger, you wanted back. I guess you had different needs right. and stuff. Um, you know, we all still have needs. Totally. But, um, you know, I, I'm enjoying the process, um, and it helps being successful, mm. just, just enjoying the process and being in it right. and saying, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm in this right now, and never being complacent. I keep moving the goalposts. What does success look like to you? Happiness, really. Mm -hmm. Just being happy and content with myself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, actually, a lot recently, uh, I kind of like decoupled myself from like money. Mm. So money is not a barrier, you know, like a barometer of success for me no more. Right. You know, so because I don't allow money to, because like, money's a like, it's, it's strong energy. Right. Right. But I also have my own energy and I don't let money kind of like affect like my personal energy from happiness. Right. Um, and it's, it's one of the hardest things to do, you know, money's a commodity, right? 
but time isn't, mm-hmm. right? So I value my time way more than money. Right. So that's what, you know. Um, well, we spoke about this on the rooftop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we talked about this up there yeah, and how, sure. like, you know, you're talking about stress and, like, all these other things and yeah. what, what it does to your body. And yeah, you for and- sure. So, you know, like, I got sick in 2012. Mm. So, like, I was starting a business in 2011. I was super stressed. And, you know, I got diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma mm. in 2012. And I thought, like, my life was over. Scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was just, like, rushed into basically, you know, getting, like, chemo and and all that stuff. All in this short window, um, you know, getting operations. And it was was crazy. It was crazy. And even even after that, after, you know, know, going to remission and coming a little... I I wasn't super healthy right after that. Right. You know, I, I didn't... I didn't felt like I didn't learn my lesson enough. <laughs> the first time. The first time. Did you go? Did you did you get it again? No, no. I had an operation again because I had a scare after that. Oh, okay. So you know, I was like, oh my goodness. Like not this shit again. Right, right. And that, and that was that was that was horrible. That was horrible. I had really good people around me at the time, you know, take care well, of me. So walking away from that experience and being able to live to tell it because not everybody does. Right. Like what? What was your takeaway? Um, I think, well, I look, reflecting now. Um, basically just valuing your time and like being more in the moment. Mm. Um, I felt like I let a lot, I, I, I enjoyed times, but I don't know if I was in the moment all the time. Right. You know, and cause I was like, it's oh, fucking hard to be. It is. It's not fucking easy. It is. And I was like, you know, the business really consumed me. It still consumes me today. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all about the business, <laughs> but you know, I'm able to, you know, manage it a little bit better. Right. You know, before I would just like get so stressed, like it, something Something goes wrong every day, but back 100%. but back then I would let it something go wrong and it would just like bother the fuck out of you all day off. and throw you off. I'm, I'm I'm like you know have an attitude. I'm like <laughs> you know why you, you know right. everything just horrible. Right. And but but now I I I don't let any of that affect me. You know things yeah. go wrong, things go right. Yeah. You know money comes, money goes. Right. But that's that's really what comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the biggest things in in uh you know, that you just said that resonated with me, but what made me think about this was, so anytime I'm about to do so like a big major milestone in my life, I always like to ask people around me for experience or who's mm. been through, been through the jungle, I call it, right? That's great. And so like when I first was, you know, getting engaged, it's like, oh, well, what's your advice for me? I'm getting married, right? And all, everyone's like, why the fuck are you getting married? <laughs> That's my advice. Why the fuck are you getting married? So, but I would go around and ask everybody those things, you know, and now I have a son on the way. Right. Congrats. I just found out. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm asking everybody, oh, you know, what's your advice? What's your advice? What's your advice? And then the best advice I got so far from it is pretty much in point with what you're saying. But what he told me was, um, you know, be where your feet are. Mm. Right. So wherever your feet are, be there, be present, be in the moment, especially when you have kids because it fucking flies. The fuck it by. does. Like it you're going to blink and they're going to be 10 or they're going to blink and they're going to fucking drive a car or whatever. Yep. Um, but and, and going back to going back to like obviously that crazy experience with you know you getting sick and then exiting it you know and looking at your time is more of like that precious asset that you don't get back right I think that's what COVID did for me mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that because I never I was never around my wife I was never around my family friends I was just grinding like I, I spoke to all my team all the time you know the people that were vlogging with me and following me around all these places and airports and shit but I think the biggest thing was I was like damn I was like if right now I, I fucking died today like you know like looking back at all my relationships with my family, 
you know, my, my wife and shit like that. Like, I would be so remorseful in that moment. I was saying to myself, mm. because it's like, I don't ever hang out with them when I'm home on my phone the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big shift for me, man. I mean, you know, I'm so happy you made it out of that. But for me, it was COVID. Yeah, no, you know? that's, it's, it's amazing how we need, like, tragedy. To <laughs> make this shit happen, right. To kind of, like, you know, see, like, you know, the light, per se. Totally. But now, but, but now like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more aware Mm-hmm. And a lot more receptive to a lot of things, and like there's there's no losing. Right. You know, I always have the saying like, you know, I don't know where I picked this up from. There's there's just only lessons and blessings. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just like that. There's nothing bad. You know, you just learn your lesson. Right. You know, and if you don't learn your lesson, you know, you gotta learn it. You gotta, you gotta keep you're learning. Gonna keep, it. You're gonna keep going keep back around until you get your blessing. Like right? Groundhog's Day. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. It's literally just like that. So until you. So you learn your lesson, you know, you're not going to get your blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, All right. It's so, we have, interesting. so we have three more topics. Let's go. All right. So the, so the last two are difficult. Okay. So I'll go through the easy one for you. Okay. okay. So you said something earlier where you're like, okay, I used to be a lot more, you know, fly by night or like a, uh, did it on the fly. What the hell did you say? Or just not. I went, you winged it. You winged yeah, it. Like I winged, winged it. Now yeah, more strategic, yeah. right? Now, but so I would agree and said that I'm the same way, right? But there's a big element to me that makes me realize that like in the both of us, us winging it is why you're also here. Good instincts. So my question to you is, do you think that that holds, that's that's any sort of way holding you back because you're so strategic or you're you're so like, your risk is so mitigated now because. No, no. So the people close around me, I I do move on things fast. Right. You know, because I like to fail fast. Yep. So, you know, if I, if I feel something's right or I see something, opportunity, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm fast with it. Right. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I go at it. Right. No, so you still have that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I see, I'm able to, like, see things like, like a chess move a little bit. Right. So I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, but if, to get to the end, you know, I may have to fail. Right. So, but get it out the way fast. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, look, this is not going to work Let me check out. this. Let me try whatever. That's it. So I, so one yeah. of the things with me, so my team always busts my chops because I'm very impulsive. That's the mm-hmm. name of my boat. Impulsive, <laughs> impulsive. too. That's dope. And, and, but the whole thing though is, is what I've tried to keep on is not letting the, like, I want to be strategic enough to where like, I'm not an idiot making a move and, right. and, and risking the house. Right. Right. But like, I'm, I'm. I'm, enough, I'm impulsive just enough where I'm going to go make some moves and, you know, be able to get to places I wouldn't have gotten to if I didn't, like, you know, try something, yep. right, and, and fail quickly, like you said. Um, but I love that. Yeah, so, no, so, right, sure. We got that easy one out of the way. <laughs> no, okay. You said that so, was hard. So, no, <laughs> no. I can breathe. No, no, no. So, all right. So, we had, so, the, so the next two are, there's, a, I would say, uh, it depends on who it is, but I would say it's a, it's a mild, right, if we're eating spicy, it's mild. The last one's like a ghost pepper. Okay, so, ghost pepper. So, which one do you want first? Um, I'll let you choose. No, no, you gotta pick. Um, all right, so let me give me the ghost pepper now, then. Okay. So we can write out mild. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's, give me, give me. So, the, so I've been doing this now. Uh, this question probably for about like almost, almost six, seven months. Let me drink some water. Yeah, get some water in <laughs> for, for six or seven months, and nobody's ever chose the easy fucking one first yet. Which is why I love having entrepreneurs on the podcast. Okay. Get the hard shit out of the way let's first. Let's go. Let's get it out right? of the way. Yeah. Let's knock it out, right? <laughs> so, okay. So, a lot of people... So, so first off, I'm going to ask you a question, then go into my question. Okay. So, what, what is, like, right now, currently, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. Legacy. And by the way, this is not even the question here, right? This is building to it. Building. I just want to change, you know, like, the close people around me, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, 
like I said, I came from nothing. I, I didn't even meet in like a successful person until I was probably like 22 on my first job. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Right. So I didn't have. We're like, surrounded by that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So where I come from, you know, you deal drugs, you play sports. Right. Uh, and that's too, it. That's really not that right. much, you know. And so I didn't really have too much, you know. I, I actually have really good parents, you know, but you know they didn't really have that many examples to, you know, lead on right. to me, right? So, so that's that's really it. So I don't know. My my legacy is just basically, you know, my children's children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not go through things I went through. Right. That's, so I I'll be happy with it if I can do that. Cool. Yeah. So all right. So now, right? So the build up here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so now. So the question I have though is, a lot of times we look at legacy and even goals, right? But mainly mm-hmm. legacy as like where your feet are today, mm-hmm. right? And eventually where it's going to be, right? Where 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 you have your last you know point in your life. So the one thing that outlives anything that you're ever gonna have in this planet, even your kids, his kids, his kids, is is your gravestone, right? Mm. So if you were to write that here today, reverse engineering, thinking about the man you already became, right? What would that headstone say? I don't know, I'm kind of different. I, I wouldn't want to, I would want the people around me mm-hmm. to kind of write it, mm. you know? But if you had to write it. If I had to write it. Yep. And you're writing it in today's world for the man you want to become. For the man I want to become. Oh, so you know what? Let's even put it in that way, right? What would people write? I don't know, that, I always, I always looked out for people, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I always say I put people first, you know, sometimes you got to go first and bring them along. Right. Right. So one of, one of those type of things, you know, um, like a very compassionate person, mm. you know, um, yeah. And it's, it's, and in the stereotypical like headstone writing, right. It's typically like loving father. Yeah. So yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 probably something like that. That's that is a tough question. You know, kind of think of it. Yeah. Um, I had I had four I had four people that I asked the question. One was a, a hedge fund manager, uh, hedge fund owner in Miami, cry over that question. Yeah, it's it's, it's deep, right? Because you're thinking about the future. You know, you have family tied to you, who you are, what what legacy you left, and it's all left on a stone. That when people go to visit you, that's what they think about. Yeah, I want people to say, man, you know, this this dude's gonna be missed. Right. You know, this dude, like, he had, I, I want to leave impact in other people's lives. He had the sickest shades of all time. That too, right? You know, in, any, in any environment. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I love it. When I met you guys, it was dark as fuck. This guy had shades on. You know it. I was like, this guy is a G. <laughs> yeah. This guy is a G. You know it. I love that. That's, that's one of my sticks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my secrets, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you should have put them back on. Put nah, them on. But, okay, so, so, okay, so, so recap it for me. So, what's this thing saying? Yeah, just to leave impact in other people's lives. So, mm-hmm. like, Every everyone right now, you know that that I meet, right. you know I want to I want to leave some kind of impact. Right. You know, even even if I just go to like a meetup or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, if I could share something, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what, even even with customers, you mm-hmm. know, if, if I could just impact them a little bit to make their you know lives a little bit better, like maybe to get to the next deal. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Then you're happy with that. Yeah. So you know, just just leave an impact. So that's really you know what I'm on right now. So this mofo left impact. Yeah. You know, impact people in so many ways. You know, hopefully not in a bad way, but <laughs> you know, but just some some kind of impact. Right. You know. Yeah. I, so I like it. 
I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate taking place and trying that exercise, right? Yeah. It's not easy on the spot. No. Because it's, it's forcing you to think right now, like, shit, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. So the last one is one, I like to ask this question because when I first started, um, you know, I was, again, I was a kid and I didn't know how to find motivation similar to you. Like I grew up in a household, great parents. Um, you know, I had, I had my challenges, you know, but with, you know, with my father and stuff, but I didn't have like a role model that was around me, like, boom, you know, save your money or go do this, go to school, go, well, whatever. Right. Like, and I'm the oldest of five. So like in my family, I I had to step up early. And so I didn't have, I just knew how to be disciplinary, not like motivate myself, you know, get myself ready to go for the next step of my life. And so I started Googling like a quote that I could put like in my, you know, at the time my parents' house when I used to live there, when I started this, I had it like in my bedroom when I woke up, it was on the ceiling above me, I put it everywhere. But this quote read, and to this day, I still have it in my closet now in my house, which is live a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. Like that, it's right behind me too. My my uh, COO made it for me. So the whole thing of that like it motivated me. Anytime I was in like tough positions, or I found myself in like positions where like I did not know like what it is like I needed to do, or I felt like I wasn't like mm. in a good position, like or I was failing or whatever the case was, I always found myself in this position where it was just like you know I looked at that quote and I was like, all right, I have to struggle before I can emerge. Like I need to take that time. And so it kept me in line with myself, like along those, the path of like getting no, getting no, getting no, getting no, getting no, getting no. And then fast forward, you know, boom, you know, we put ourselves in a way better spot because I was motivated by that quote. Right. Because I didn't have somebody around me telling me like, no, it's okay to fail. It's okay, whatever. I just saw that quote and I was like, okay, you know, this is how it's supposed to be, I guess. I don't know. Like maybe, I'm, maybe this is not the worst thing. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So is there anything for you that, you have that really motivated you. I, I hear quotes like that. And I kind of write them down on my phone. Right. You know, um, they come to me at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I like to listen to a lot of personal uh, development now. Right. So I, I kind of, I, I don't listen to music. Well, when I work out, most of it's like that personal development or like some tech podcast. Mm-hmm. And if I'm like really, really need the, the motivation, I'll throw some music on for, for like the last set. Mm. But um so like Eric Thomas has has one of these things. Oh, he's um, he's fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he has one. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna butcher it, but he's basically saying like, you know, how do you make a diamond? You know, pressure. Yeah. So you gotta <laughs> go to extreme pressure, then uh, well well no, a, a lot of pressure, then extreme heat, mm. and then you gotta get the cuts. Right. Right. And then you get your diamond. Right. right? So if you can go to extreme pressure, withstand the heat, and then get the cut, mm-hmm. you know. You feel you feel like you're onto something, right? You know, so I feel I feel like you know I've done not not done it. But I'm in that process, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, when it, I I, I kind of like that that really sticks out to me. But I have like a, a lot of them, right? You know, that kind of that stand out to you. Yeah. Eric Thomas though is absolute fire though. I do I do love him. I'm, I'd be like so pumped when it when uh-huh. I hear of you. We almost, that's he was gonna he was gonna be live in Atlanta. Oh. So I, I was like I'm like no. He was, <laughs> he was there. He was there. Uh, and I did get a chance to see the live stream, and he it was so good. Was it? It was so good. So, one of the one of the best things I think I've ever heard him say, uh, for me that resonated with me the most was like the one example that he has with the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's like you need to want it. Like you want to breathe. Yeah, meet me here at five in the morning. No, no, yeah. four in the morning. Something like that. Four in the morning. Yeah, we go yeah. to the in the middle of the ocean, the ocean. and they just put them under. Want it bad as much as you want to breathe. Yeah, that was fire. For sure. Man. Oh my gosh. Yep. But listen, Abdul, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Time is the asset. We don't go back, as we said. Yep. So you spending it here with me, being on the podcast. I mean, it means the world. 
Where can people find you? This is where you plug yourself. Um, I'm Social at, website. Yep, I'm at Broke Loop on everything. Yep. So from TikTok to Instagram, uh, um, yeah, you can find me at Broke Loop on everything. So I love really it. simple, brokeloop.com. Brokeloop.com, can't fuck it up. Thank you, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>